Hi, I'm Jessie Servio-Ortiz, the Managing Director of the Wisconsin Sustainable Business Council and your host for the Sustainability Strategy Summit. This series is really meant to help you see what's going on across Wisconsin and to help you be a better influencer for sustainable change. We want you to break through your barriers and help improve your impact. We want to invite you to join our community as a member and be a part of the movement that's driving sustainable change across Wisconsin. You can find more information at wisconsinsustainability.com. Enjoy the interview. Hello and welcome to the Sustainability Strategy Summit. Today's interview is with Tom Content, Executive Director of the Citizens Utility Board, or CUB. Hi, Tom. Welcome. Thanks for being here. Oh, thanks for involving me in this. Thanks for getting the perspective of CUB. Happy to be here. Yeah. So why don't you start just by telling us a little bit about you and how you landed with CUB? Sure. So my background is actually in journalism. So I spent uh, most of my career for writing uh, news stories and covering business. And I ended up covering um, utilities and ended up creating a, actually a sustainable business beat at the Journal Sentinel um, focused on the the drivers of sustainability as well as the clean energy transition and then and then also covering energy and utilities as at the same time and um, but four years ago i got an opportunity to join cub and so what what instead of uh, writing stories for the for the consumers and businesses of wisconsin i'm um, basically their advocate now so what cub does is we're the consumer advocate for the res small business customers of the monopoly utilities in the state. So that's your We Energies, Wisconsin Public Service, Alliant, Excel, Madison Gas and Electric, as well as municipal utilities. Um, okay. And so what we do is we're there at the Public Service Commission in a monopoly system, the Public Service Commission, which is the state agency that regulates utilities, is the one that actually sets the, sets the rates and approves the projects that, that the utilities are proposing. But we're there to say, hey, not so fast. Don't don't build everything the utilities want because our prices could get out of control. Um, and and so kind of where our focus is on keeping rates affordable and on making sure that policies are fair for customers. And so from a sustainability perspective, if you think of sustainability as that three legged stool, economics, environment, social. So we really operate on the economic and and with our focus on affordability for low-income customers, we're also focused mm -hmm. on the side. So we leave the environmental side to the, the environmental groups and others. Um, but uh, as, we, as we've seen with the recent events, the, it's, uh, even the utilities are talking about decarbonization now. Yeah, yeah, great. So yeah, let's talk about the bigger picture for a minute. Um, you know, and then we can kind of talk about what's happening at the state level, but sure. so sort of, you know, where is the nation at an energy policy level and how, and sort of what's the conversation around clean energy transition and then sort of like what is, what should businesses be aware of or, or what's going on that businesses should be paying attention to? Sure. Well, the big picture nationally is really an economic story more so than a kind of government policy story. The, economic, the changing economics, the utility system was kind of a staid 
some would say stodgy, not changing very much industry for probably about 100 years. Um, and then over the last five years and probably the next 15 years ago, years we're seeing some of the most dramatic changes we've ever seen. And some of the, and that's driven by the economics of natural gas, the economics of solar, the, economic, the growing affordability of solar and wind, the, um, the increasing, the unfavorable economics of coal as well as the, all the uh, other aspects of coal that are, are in in focus now as we're as part of the transition. Um, and so it's really a story of dramatic change already. Um, but now you obviously have an administration that wants to facilitate the clean energy transition. How that happens, we don't know yet, but uh, we're not we're seeing some some discussion out of Washington of, you know, the path for more transmission line uh, mm. tr transmission lines to transport renewable energy. That's one of the policies that's come up. Um, certainly, a lot of talk about electric vehicles and more incentives for electric vehicles too. Great. So then, at the state level, Wisconsin, you know, where are utilities today in this conversation? So what's happening? What's happening now? And again, what should businesses in the state be be aware of or be thinking of? Yeah, and this is something we're watching as as the Wisconsin, we're the only advocate out there for the small business customers and the residential customers. So, so we're really keyed in on what's going on at the state level. Um, and you're seeing the utilities make dramatic changes. You've seen every year with their sustainability reports, they're making new commitments. Um, and by now, all five big utilities have committed to net zero um, emissions by 2050, to phasing out coal, um, over some already and some, some it's, well, it's just underway. Um, but I think the, the, the policy issues attendant to that are really critical from a, from a customer point of view, because there's, there are ways to get to an, a clean energy, cleaner energy future, but there are, there are ways to do it that'll cost too much for customers. Mm -hmm. And so the, one of the keys to that is the, the shutdown and the retirement of coal plants and how you do that. If you do that, if you do that in a way that's fair for everybody, you don't over overburden the customers. Our customers are already paying the second highest rates in the Midwest and the top 15 in the country in terms of prices when it comes to electric rates. And so what, what our issue is trying to make sure that the utilities aren't continuing to profit from coal plants long after they're shut down. And we've mm -hmm. made some progress on that, that issue in the last few years, both with We Energies, we were able to lower the cost at, for the Pleasant Prairie plant that, mm -hmm. that shut down mm -hmm. a few years ago through yeah. a, a refinancing. Um, okay. known as, and also it's known as securitization, but we just call it, it's kind of like a mortgage refinancing. Um, okay. And then just recently we're doing, an, there's another uh, coal plant in Sheboygan, um, Edgewater that Alliant owns. Mm. And they're going to be, they're going to in a commitment with Cub and other customer groups, their alliance is going to restructure the payments on that, so that they're going to be near-term savings for customers. And that's critical because we're seeing so much change so quickly. Thousands of megawatts of solar have been a pr proposed just over the last couple of years, um, uh, utility-scale solar by the utilities. Mm. But but every time the utilities put steel in the ground whatever kind of technology it is that causes rate pressure on, mm -hmm. on, on our rates. So, okay. the, so, so finding near-term savings on this Sheboygan, you know, tens of millions of dollars of savings on this um, coal plant in Sheboygan will help ease that transition. 
great. So you mentioned that we pay high rates in the Midwest, the second highest in the Midwest. Why, why is that? I think we had a couple of things. Some, some states moved more quickly toward renewable energy, for instance, okay. Iowa. Uh -huh. um, and, and from an economic point, you know, there, there's obviously the clean energy benefits of and environmental benefits of clean energy. But one of, from a cost perspective, one of the benefits of, of wind and solar is that there's no fuel cost. So that every time you're bringing in coal from Wyoming or Pennsylvania mm -hmm. or wherever, mm -hmm. there's you got to ship it here. There's a transportation cost. There's the cost of mining it. Um, same thing with natural gas, the pipeline system, um, and and getting the gas here because we don't have coal or gas in the state, um, so it all has to be imported. So when the fuel cost is free, that helps f favor the economics. And I think. One of the other challenges Wisconsin has had is we don't really have a coordinated system mm -hmm. of planning for our planning for our growth and how we transition forward. And this lack of planning has contributed to higher rates too, because we've ended up overbuilding and sometimes building the wrong technologies. Uh, we're, okay. we're, we're, we, as a state, Wisconsin was continuing to invest and build coal plants um, at a time when other states were already shifting away. Now okay. we're shifting away, but. Now we still have some some not brand new, but one coal plant that just opened in the in the last ten years. Yeah, great. So so again, like what part of this conversation matters, um, you know, to to businesses, and and what does this sort of transition mean for them, if anything? I think I think it's just a question of on the on when you're thinking about the bottom line. That's where we're focused a lot is yeah making sure overpaying for their energy certainly from a business perspective you have ways to kind of take matters into your own hand through you know energy savings through um, reduce your own footprint and reduce your own prices at the same time um, the price you pay at the same time whether that's if you haven't changed out your light bulbs to leds yet then this is the this is the it's that it, that's overdue yeah. um, but other other changes you can take but also there's a role for businesses to play, we think, in being part of what we call, you know, energy democracy, which if, in, if we have this monopoly system where, where, um, where the PSC is basically setting the prices, the, the PSC only can respond to the voices it hears. They can't mm -hmm. respond to the people who, if people don't show up, it just like just like with elections, if people don't show up to vote, how you don't have a voice. Right. And so so we, we encourage people and businesses to get involved um, kind of on that macro level, just to, to really read up on what's happening and try to find find their own voice and and give their own perspective on things. Yeah. Okay, great, interesting. So I you know I know you you've mentioned the utilities in the state, and I know that you know kind of they're each working on their own goals and decarbonization, as you mentioned. And I know at the state level, we're kind of planning for a clean energy transition. Who who are the players in all of this, and how does it fit together? Sure. So it's it's um, so under Governor Evers, the, there's the state is being active, but it's it's it takes the different forms. So there's a state office of sustainability and clean energy, which kind of is kind of working to implement some of the recommendations of Lieutenant Governor Barnes um, climate task force. And that, that is there, there Evers um, had an executive order basically requiring that agency to develop a clean energy plan. So that's a, that's a broad based plan. Cubs been in, on an advisory group with that um, as well as uh, a lot of um, 
equity stakeholders uh, and diverse stakeholders try, trying to make sure that we're considering the impacts on mm. uh, communities of color and low income as we plan this plan a, a cleaner energy future. So that's one element. And then the utilities themselves all have their own plans, um, mm -hmm. but each utility has its own plan. Um, um, and what and then the Public Service Commission has has its own role. They've launched a big investigation this year, just this year, called um, the Roadmap to Net Zero. Mm. So they're, they're trying to see which what what role they can play in trying to push push things forward um, in a in a way that promotes affordability and reliability and and and. Um, and safety all, all, all at the same time. But the problem with all that, that's, I, that's a lot of stuff, right? That's yeah. a lot of different things going on at the same time. And those pieces don't always fit together. And as I said before, I think one of the challenges for Wisconsin is that, is that we don't plan in a more cohesive way. Other states mm -hmm. like Minnesota, this, the, actually the state has the ability to actually approve the plans, of the, 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 the long-term plans of the state, of the um, utilities. Okay. And that's one of the things that CUB has called for in, in, re, mm. in, our comment, in our comments to the PSC just this spring. Um, we're urging that the state have a better planning process because we think that is a way to have a more co cost-effective energy future. If you think about it, you know, that there are a lot of ways to get from point A to point B. You know, you pick up your phone and you 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 put it put point A point B in there, and you see three different options. Yeah. But, you know, but but if the utilities have their way, it's just their way. You know, it's their way to the highway sometimes. So what we want to make sure is that there's a voice for for things that aren't just building more, because building more puts that pressure on our rates. So we, we want there to be more, much more room for new technology, energy efficiency, distributed generation things that empower customers to take control of their own energy costs, whether that's a small business or a big business or, um, or a homeowner or a renter. Yeah, I mean, that seems really important, both from the, the broader spectrum, the state level, but also, you know, businesses and utilities, right, as we try to right. decarbonize or reduce carbon to have more control over the efficiency gains or their, their own stake in, in it, right? Um, exactly. Yeah, that, that does seem pretty important. <laughs> so pretty critical, important. yeah. So critical. Uh -huh. Yeah. So, you know, you did talk a little bit about businesses' role in this and being proactive in terms of implementing energy efficiency measures and whatnot. You know, is, is there anything else that they can do sort of, um, or how can they maybe directly support the work of CUB? I think what they can do, um, first of all, what they can do on their own is, is just realize that the world is changing quickly. Mm -hmm. And so if you, if you maybe looked at a a, uh, an energy technology for your business even three years ago, you might wanna look at it again because the mm -hmm. economics are changing pretty quickly. Yeah. Whether that's for energy storage or for electrifying your fleet of vehicles or um, you know, looking at routing software for, to boost, boost fuel economy. Um, and then the other thing, so, so the, the economics of the technologies are changing and then the ways to pay for it are changing. Um, you know, for instance, with um, PACE financing, there's, there's a way to, uh, solar companies are being more um, creative in, in kind of a rent to own model um, and for, for solar panels and then and for homeowners, green mortgages are emerging. So there are a lot of different mm -hmm. new, new things that, that if you just kind of dismiss something three, even three years ago, um, you may want to look at it again. You know, the Tesla Powerwall um, 
for energy storage as one product. Now Generac here in Wisconsin is getting involved in solar and storage um, for homes and businesses. So it's it's interesting it's interesting to see the change happen so quickly. Um, and then you know Cub has has small business members, and we 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 have a small business membership program that we encourage businesses to get involved in, kind of raising helping Cub represent them at the PSC mm -hmm. by becoming a small business member. Um, and what we can do, um, we are also available to consult or just offer suggestions or analysis of, um, you know, your energy costs on a, just to try to get a sense for some suggestions. How are you fully taking advantage of the focus on energy program, things like that, you know, and even, and even intersecting, intersecting with the utilities we had, one uh, Milwaukee area business last year that during the pandemic saw bounce Milwaukee saw was continuing mm. to get charged for for its energy use even though the business had shut down because of the pandemic and it turned out that the we energy software was continuing to assume that that um, that it was running as normal even though they couldn't read the meter so Oh, um, you know, they ended up having to reach out to We Energies and the PSC, and We Cub on their behalf also re reached out to the utility. Um, and We Energies ended up saying, "Oh, during the pandemic, we're going to reprogram that software, so it's not doing that." So that's just one of the ways that we interface with, on behalf of the small business customers. Yeah, that is so interesting to me because my assumption is that you know our rates in our uh, bill right is directly right. reflective of actual usage and so that's not always the case right no if it's it happens at homes too if the if at, if they're unable to get a reading more of the reading more of the meters are across the state are getting are automated now and be okay. able to they're able to be re read without um a meter reader um, walking into the yard but right but but at that that, so that's a little less of an issue than it used to be, but that had been a big issue um, where if they if they aren't able to monitor it for a period of time, then they kind of maybe get an estimated bill and then it catches up after a few months once they're back, once once they're back and get an up to date reading. So, yeah, but that changed the pandemic changed everything they're, they're, If the business is completely shut down, there's there's very little uh, energy being used. Right. Right. So, no lights on. No, I know right. bounce does. Um, you know, uh, pizza and right. you know, have kitchen equipment and whatnot. So exactly. yeah, I'm sure that affected their their pricing quite a bit. Sure. Well, that's great. Um, yeah, I have a, a few thoughts here. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, just trying to think if there's anything else on that before I move to the next question. Um, well, oh, I remember. So the that's a huge case and example for businesses paying right. attention to the measurements, right? Like so often, especially with energy, you get a bill, you pay the bill, like you're right. not actively looking at that's that. So true. And that's so true with businesses because the bills go to finance and, you know, it's usually an operations team or in, depending on the business that's in charge of the energy consumption. Um, so there's a disconnect there. And then if, if you're not, managing or measuring that and paying attention to it an ongoing regular basis, it seems like a huge opportunity potentially for some cost savings just by paying attention. 
Yeah, it's the old, that old adage, you can't control what you don't measure, right? So if you're, if you're watching it closely and you're measuring it and you're tracking it, um, you're more likely to be able to take, take, con take concerted action to say, you know, what can we do differently to reduce this, right? Or to, to keep, it, keep it in check. Yeah. And just to your point about small businesses, you know, I, I know larger yeah. businesses tend to have more resources and potentially paying more attention to that. And just a reminder for the small businesses that it's equally important for yeah. you as well. Yes, exactly. And, and I'd encourage small businesses that haven't taken advantage of contacting Focus on Energy, which is there, you know, we're all paying through our, a small portion, a very small portion of our electric bills and natural gas bills go to support Focus on Energy. And it's there to help us. So they have consultants that are ready to say, you know, oh, what, what, what sector are you in? Oh, well, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? So definitely take advantage of um, the starting with the Focus on Energy website, the reaching out through their 800 number and, and getting a consultant to swing by your shop and say, you know, you might want to think about X, Y, and Z to, to reduce your, your footprint and your prices, your, yeah. help your bottom line at the same time. Great, that is really a great program. And we are, I think, gonna bring somebody in for our conference in December to kind of talk more about that program and what they're offering Super. currently. That's, Cause I know it's evolved. It does, and, it does evolve and, and, and that's mm -hmm. good. That'll be there. And they, they tend to freshen, freshen the offerings um, toward the end of the year or at the beginning of the year sometimes. So that should be good. Great. Looking forward to that. Yeah, so, all right, I think uh, last question is, you know, I know it's on a lot of businesses' mind. From a carbon and policy standpoint, what options are out there to address carbon reduction? And which ones, from your perspective and sort of what you're seeing, might be able to grow some legs? Oh, sure. So, yeah, this one is always hard to predict. Um, and, you know, at Cub, we just kind of we we see what we're we're involved in the rate cases based on what what the current system is, and at the current system is there's not a price on carbon, but um, whether there's whether but there is in certain states, right? So mm -hmm. at the national level, it's we're in a different spot than we were a year ago. Now that the U.S. has joined the Paris Climate Accord again, um, but whether Congress gets involved from here is is still a question. Clearly. The economic case and the growing appetite for um, some of the trends we talked about earlier, plus the growing appetite for ESG or sustainability investing, has moving the utilities in down this path much faster than they were before. But um, the challenge, the challenge is what happens next. Um, what we're seeing in some states, and both on the East Coast and the West Coast, is they do have a carbon market, um, basically a regional regional carbon markets and. You know whether whether that comes to the Midwest is a question. Whether the the Biden appointees on the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission out in Washington kind of try to set up a carbon pricing system for for the electrics for the electric power grid side of things is, mm -hmm. has been discussed. That's another possibility. Um, when we talk, when I go to conferences nationally, talking about you know the kind of the just transition and moving moving in a, in a fair and equitable way toward the clean energy future. I think the, the, two, the two big levers that are talked about a lot are carbon pricing. So that's, that's what we just mm -hmm. talked about. But the second one is the, is the one that we're very much involved in here in Wisconsin. And that's that securitization or refinancing of, old, mm. of, of retiring coal plants. That's okay. one of the biggest tools we have. And, 
And the challenge is where Wisconsin allows this to allows this tool to be used, but we can only use it on a, a portion of the coal plant because it's only being used to refinance the, the pollution controls on the coal plants. And so the, the governor proposed legislation as part of the state budget that would allow the entire coal plant to be used um, to be refinanced. Then that would, you're talking about saving, paying you know eight percent um, uh, interest and and bringing that down to two percent under two percent in some cases with like the Pleasant Prairie example I talked about earlier, and just that just that savings alone is you know. I think 60 over 60 to 80 million dollars just on oh, the wow. plan. So so if you can see if we can if we could securitize or refinance more of these older plants as we're shutting them down it would really be a big lever in Wisconsin's favor in in customers and small businesses favor um, as to as as we look to make this transition more yeah. affordable more yeah. affordable for everyone. So that's something to watch there there could be more legislation um, trying uh, to move that issue forward. Other states from Kansas to uh, Colorado have uh, have passed, have, you know, red states and blue states have passed this kind of legislation. So we're, we're interested in seeing if it can still, if it can happen here in a purple state. Great, in a purple state. <laughs> yeah, great. Well, and it's, what's coming up for me is, uh, so last year at our conference, which was virtual because of COVID, um, yeah. we had Alliant Energy as a keynote. It was Barbara Trishami. And um, yeah. she talked about Alliant Energy sort of plans. And I know she mentioned the securitization. And, you know, I don't know that a lot of the audience understood what that meant. So thanks right. for explaining that. And I just want to point listeners to, if they want to, you know, listen to that keynote it's available in our in our member site you can go back and and listen to what Barbara had to say from the utility perspective on kind of all of these things and what they're thinking and planning for um going forward so and also just you know we do have mg and and um Daryl and Power as members of WSBC so I know you know from conversations and being involved with them over the years that they've been really grappling with this conversation around like, you know, how do they make the transition and how do they, um, you know, each one is kind of a little different business model and serving kind of different customers, you know, how can they provide also what the business customer is asking when they're asking, can you help us with you know, carbon reduction right, <laughs> or energy exactly. reduction, you know, and how does that partnership work? So yes. um, I know there's a lot of angles of yeah. conversation going on. And, and I we, love your point yeah. about just like having a better planning process. Yeah, no, I think we really need that. Other states have, have really led the way on that. And we've kind of been behind the eight ball on that. And a point on small business, since you brought up um, we are collaborating. We did collaborate with Alliant on a rate settlement that's pending before the PSC now that will lower the cost for that Edgewater plant that I mentioned okay. um, in the near term. And then on the small business side, MGE has a program, a renewable program offering for small businesses, and there we're trying to see if 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 also work for utilities as as we're coming out of the pandemic to see if there's any incentives we can we can build in for. Um, for uh, small businesses that may have shut down or, or are struggling to really make a comeback. And so that's an issue we're also working on coming out of the pandemic, but um, nothing to announce yet, but we're yeah. hoping, hoping to make progress there too. 
Great. Well, and you mentioned the PSC several times, which is the Public Service Commission. Um, is there, and you in, uh, mentioned getting involved there. So how right. can somebody listen, like have a voice towards the PSC? Sure. So certainly look at, we have a, um, we have a newsletter, an email newsletter and a blog that we put out that talks about some of the issues. And then certainly the PSC um, has a, there's a, has a portal for public comments on their website um, okay. uh, for every single case that's involved with them, whether it's the new a new solar project or a rate case or the new natural gas proposals that some of the utilities have, have are proposing right now too. So, okay. so in the, there there's a, a basically on the front of the PSC website public there's a public comment um, button where you can okay. click click there and then get involved that way. But we're happy to have folks reach out to CUB at CUBWI.org um, and, and contact us to uh, find out more. Great. Uh, I will put these resources in the email that gets sent out with your interview. So for sure. folks who don't necessarily have to scramble and look for those, or if they didn't catch it, we'll include it in the email. So awesome, wonderful information, Tom. Thank you so much for being here. It was great chatting with you today. Oh, thank you so much. It's a great opportunity and I encourage everybody to keep staying involved. Yes, exactly. Thank you so much for being here. I want to remind you that you are powerful and you have the ability to make the change that you want to see in the world. Trust in yourself, believe in yourself. Find a great mentor, whatever you need to be the change agent you are meant to be. I also wanna invite you to be a member of our community. If you are not already a Wisconsin Sustainable Business Council member, I invite you to join our community to learn, to measure and improve, and to connect with your community with the other change makers across Wisconsin pioneering change. You can find us at wisconsinsustainability.com. Thanks again for listening. If there's anything we can support you with, please reach out.